Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew. I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am a 100% faithful fan of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors. This podcast features deep dives into every episode of the show, as well as interviews with contestants on the way, I promise. And this is season seven of the podcast, dedicated to series two of The Traitors UK. If you're looking for the Traitors US coverage, that's running concurrently and a new episode will be with you this weekend. On every edition of The Trader, I'll be joined by a special co-host who'll help me break down an episode of the programme, hopefully have some laughs and maybe even betray me. Now, I often start with the TT News segment. That's Traitors updates from around the world. But uh, at this point, I only really have one item today, and it's incredibly relevant to my guests today. So I'm going to power ahead and introduce them. My guest co-host today is Kevin Sherwin. Kevin is an audio describer for TV and the host of one of my favourite podcasts, Things Gay People Like, a pop culture pod that's been running since 2020. He's also, obviously, a Tracers fan, and most importantly, something I will be referencing throughout this episode, a lamb for life. And if you don't know what that means, you will soon. Kevin, welcome to the Trader. How are you? Thank you. Hey, lamb. <laughs> delighted with that intro. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, we're here to talk about Mariah Carey, and I can't wait. <laughs> That's all we've been talking about. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Um, and, and you've just you've just cleared up what I meant by lamb for life. So, mm. um, what what is a lamb, Kevin? What does this mean? Yes, well, a lamb is member of the lamely hashtag lamb for life, and it is the collective term for a Mariah Carey fan. So, the, the group of Mariah Carey fans is the lamely. 
And she was the first person to do that. Everyone's coining their fan base these days. She was the first one. And yeah, one of the things that I've discovered about you in our communications uh, over the last while is that you're a massive lamb as well. And I love that for you and both of us. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I was sort of outed with, I say outed. <laughs> it's not a shameful secret. No, uh, no, no. The, I think the very. <laughs> Stay triumphant. There's got to be a lot, of, a lot of deep cuts references. Anyway, sorry, go on. Many. Uh, I think on the very first episode of The Trader, I was co-hosting with my friend Lindsay, and within about 30 seconds, she said something about, oh, you're like a massive Mariah Carey fan. And I was like, oh, thanks, Lindsay. Um, but I, I'm owning it now. And also, oh, absolutely. Speaking of like fan names, like mm. Lambs and Swifties and stuff, mm. so far online, I haven't seen like, a collective name for, for traitors fans. Oh, so I need to like. Someone's asked me this before. Like, oh, what what are you all called? Um, I, I think it maybe should be something like you can't just be called faithfuls or true. So maybe like mm. recru- recruits or something. Mm. Recruits, is good. recruits is good. Um, oh, there's definitely there's definitely potential for a good name there. We'll have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, Winkleman's. Um, <laughs> but what about poor Alan and whatever yeah. that man in Australia is called? <laughs> Who I was obsessed with for a very short time in my life. Excuse me, that man is Roger Corsler. Yeah, Roger, 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 love him, love him. And he is one of the loves of my life. Now, uh, we'll we'll have to workshop a a good name Mm. for Traitors fans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I mentioned, um, by the way, I I may or may not be making about 50 Mariah Carey song title references from here on in. Listen, I have I have coincidentally planned to pepper in some of her like, you know, her like ridiculously unnecessarily long words. I have them ready to go. So yeah, you and me both. I can't wait. And uh, there's probably a very obvious reference throughout this episode. About five different people keep calling themselves a hero. So it's the perfect episode. Actually, Never even thought us. of that. Never. Well, yeah, and I'm thrilled to be talking about the episode after the best episode ever. So that's some fa- that's brilliant. I, I I'm gonna say, I honestly think this episode was better than Ooh. episode seven, which everyone is claiming is the best episode of right. TV ever. Okay, I amazing. Was so much more involved with this one. Wow. Okay. Uh we'll 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 get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Now. I did, by the way, listeners, you're going to just have to indulge the Mariah thing for this one episode, okay? Go with now, it, darling. <laughs> I said that I was skipping the TT News section, but that had one item I wanted to share. According to the Irish Times and various <gasps> online sources, Uh-oh. RTE is developing an Irish version of the Traitors. Stop. Uh, yeah, apparently due to financial constraints, it hasn't been fully commissioned yet. Uh, Kevin, how would you feel about an Irish Traitors? Well, this is the first I'm hearing of this, and I am very, I am enraptured by this news because uh, I, so uh, yeah, obviously BBC, is the BBC and it has a remit to cover all parts of the UK. So like Republic of Ireland, not going to get a look in there in terms of people on the show. And I understand that and that's fine. Although actually there was an Irish person on series one, but like she lives in the UK, I guess, right? I uh, can't remember her name. Anyway, so I've always, I've often been like, oh, I wish, oh, why is there no Irish people on it? Well, no more Irish people than there are. And so for there to be an Irish one, yeah, very, very exciting. Um, I... 
should I say I work at RTE? Yeah, sure. I work at RTE. So no, I haven't heard about this. So I suppose I would be ineligible to compete uh, given that. So that's a shame, but very, very enthusiastic about it. Um, yeah, amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, we have lovely castles here as well. Exactly. Beautiful yeah. scenery. I think yeah. it would work perfectly. I, I saw people online saying, oh my God, Diane should be the host. And I'm like, well, she's Northern Irish. Can you think of uh, an Irish host who wouldn't oh. maybe fit? The, I know I'm, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. Well, yes. Yeah, so, okay. So the first person that comes to mind is somebody who I think would kind of replicate the Alan Cumming energy. Um, and that's a guy called Brendan Courtney. I don't know if you know him, but he's he's pretty high profile here. He's gay, he's fun, he's camp. I think he could bring all that energy to it. And people really like him. So yeah, Brendan Courtney for me would be my knee jerk pick. But we have a lot of a lot of good hosts. Uh, I'm Googling yeah. Brendan as we speak. Um, okay, just basically, I mean, purely from looking at his image, um, I support this. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's really good and he's, he's really fun. I, I think he could bring the archness and the campness. Um, yeah, I like him. Big fan. And although he just said maybe you'd be ineligible to take part, if mm -hmm. you were to play the traitors, would you rather be a traitor or a faithful? Yeah, so I've thought about that a little bit. And I just, I as a person, very, very, and this, look, this is making myself out to be some kind of angel, but like I, I find it really, really hard to lie and to lie consistently. I just, it doesn't do my soul any good. And so I tend to avoid having to do that whenever possible. And so therefore I could only be a faithful. I just think being a traitor would be so, so stressful. And I, to some personality types, uh, including some I know, I think they'd really enjoy the deception and the shenanigans. And that's great. And I, and they're like made to be traitors and that's brilliant. Like I'm thinking of um, not to, can we talk about the US series in this or are we? You can talk about, as long as we don't, spoil like who's yeah yeah yeah. Or anything. yeah 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 no no spoilers like for, in the first episode um uh dan from big brother was yeah. like i only want to do this and be a traitor like that's that's the reason i'm here so yeah. there are people who are like raring to go dying for it i would be a faithful 100 uh yeah okay oh my god that's such a cliche isn't it 100 faithful like, <laughs> you say that 10 times an episode but i would i couldn't i couldn't be a traitor now it's also a Mariah song. 100%. 100%. Yes, it is. Love that. Love that. A very underrated, a by the way. Ooh. I love that song. And I don't think it gets much attention. No, God, no. So, there we go. It's already like our third reference or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, before I introduce the big game we're going to be playing, Kevin, I want mm. to get... Uh, you, you. Well, you just told me, actually, that you think you probably wouldn't be a great liar. However, no. maybe somewhere in your past... Uh, now, I will preface this by saying some listeners might be like, why have you only asked one other guest this, Matthew? I only do this little segment with people who've never been on the podcast before. So uh -huh. if someone's been on and you think, why didn't Matthew ask them about their biggest betrayal? You have to go back and listen to the very first time they appeared on the show. But Kevin, since this is your debut, what uh, is your biggest betrayal? <laughs> And this could be the funniest, silliest, wildest, most shocking, ridiculous fib you ever told. 
Yeah, so there was one thing that sprung to mind with this, and it may seem very, very low stakes, but if you just put yourself in the situation, I think you will realize the full horror of it. So uh, I was in college. Uh, well, it's not college. Actually, in the UK, college is like A-levels, right? I was after that. I was doing my degree, right? And so it was um, at the end of first year, one of the guys in the, the group, who I knew pretty well and I liked, he emailed me over the summer like, hey, Kevin, how are you? Hope your summer's going well. Uh, this is what I'm up to. What are you up to looking forward to getting back to to the course and see you soon okay and i like i like the guy i just and i'm lazy whatever thoughtless whatever and i didn't reply and so we got back into uh second year and he came up to me and he was like um oh hey just chatting chatting he was like um i uh i emailed you over the summer just get my email and i was like no like i was like that's so weird like there must be something wrong. <clears throat> I think Gmail was like in its early days. I was like, there must be something wrong. That's so mad. God, I'm sorry about that. No, I didn't get it. And he was like, oh, yeah. And then we got on with things. And then like a lot of our courses, our classes were in a computer lab situation that you may be able to see where this is going. And so, <laughs> oh, no. so there I am <laughs> on my computer with my email inbox open. And I just hear, there it is. <laughs> no. Red, red in, in my inbox. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh god and um yeah i just had to i just had to i heard like there it is like reverberating around uh, my brain and that's a my reference and i i had to just be like yeah um yeah listen i I was I was I was I was really busy and I just didn't get a chance and he was like I I was busy as well like that's really fucking anyway so yeah it was really bad and uh that's the biggest not the biggest but it's the one that I want to talk about on this podcast I still cringe oh. when I think of it like just completely being caught out like that yeah that's, that's oh. awful yeah. um although I if I was him I also would have I wouldn't have pointed it out. I would have just died inside. And oh yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, true, true. But he's he's a very he's yeah he's a very um he was just a very like lovely, honest on the surface kind of guy. So I don't think he he would be like I think he just says says it as he sees it. And he was like, oh, there's my email that you read and didn't reply to. <laughs> so yeah, so sorry to you if you're out there listening. Uh, email me anytime. I promise I'll write back this time. <laughs> I have to say, Kevin has always replied to my messages. Always, yeah, well, there so. you go. I've changed. I've changed. I've changed, man. Yeah. Now, it's t- despite, again, despite you saying you maybe aren't a great liar, we are going to set up our own game of betrayal and deception. This is mm. the Trader Traitor. Our not so secret mission from here on in is to try and tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or made-up fact, big or small, about the traitors, about ourselves, or anything else at all. For example, I could lie and tell Kevin that Mariah Carey herself was approached to be a contestant on the Traitors US, <laughs> but her pay demand was bigger than the entire budget of all Traitors franchises thus far <laughs> combined. Obviously, Kevin would not believe this. <laughs> However, I couldn't say I believed Mariah would be an excellent traitor when my real feelings were that she wouldn't be, because that would be a fake opinion. So we are looking for fake facts as opposed to fake thoughts and feelings. At the end of the episode, we each have to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Kevin, do you feel up to this challenge? I'm up to I'm up to the challenge, and I just want to say that a certain female entertainer on Sony, whom we don't know, would be a good trader, but Mariah wouldn't. She's too honest. <laughs> uh, no idea who you're referencing there <laughs> at all. 
Now, just a heads up, by the way, I, I'm generally terrible at this game as well, <laughs> even though I created it and every week I big it up, I then just fail. To, so there's no pressure, actually. You cool. will probably win. I'm just going to say that right now. And our game begins now, and we are ready to dive into episode eight of the Traitors UK series two. Almost forgot what episode it was. <laughs> So we start off with our recap then, and we're reminded that in the previous episode, Diane was murdered in the most epic manner ever. Miles was the second traitor to be banished, not without Harry planting a little sneaky seed with, uh, about, uh, with Zach about Paul. Paul overreacts and cries a lot. Uh, do you think he deserves a standing O? Oh, you've ruined what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> I, I have down cheers, toast, bravo to Paul. <laughs> so, so sorry, sorry. What are you asking? Does does Paul deserve a stand, stand out for his performance? Yes. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I think I think in the face of everything that was being thrown at him over the past, you know, several episodes, I think he's been very, very good at you know trying to be nonchalant about it and just really <laughs> just going with it and actually putting on the the persona that he needed to do like and there's been a lot, let me say there's been a lot of anti-paul stuff going around i like the guy i think he was great on the show and yeah anyway sorry but anyway so yes he did deserve a standing out yeah okay and he took his bow eventually <laughs> nice use of nonchalant uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i mean why are you why are you so obsessed with paul i don't know but <laughs> at the end of the last episode the traitors decided that they would either recruit Andrew, Jasmine, Zach, or Ross. Hmm. We start this episode then, still in Traitor's Tower, and Harry reiterates that they want to recruit someone as a shield, not a literal shield in the game, but as a sort of metaphorical shield, someone that they can bring on board and then get rid of if they need to, a scapegoat. We then cut to the, I don't know what to call, I just call it the envelope room, the room where everybody gets their envelope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... The person who comes in for the recruitment is Andrew. What? <laughs> I did not see this coming. Like, who did you think they were going to pick? Well, I wanted I wanted Ross to carry on the legacy of Diane. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just I just thought that was going to be that 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 made sense to me. Um, they I guess they picked Andrew for reasons that felt right for them. Um, one of the things about this show is the machinations that they go through in terms of the decision making. I kind of just go along with and accept because it's it, it, it's quite complicated in my head when I try to reason out what, why why they're bringing why they're doing whatever it is they're doing. And, and it was the first time. Now I haven't seen all the iterations, but it was the first time where I felt like I had seen them bringing on somebody just to kind of toss them overboard at a, at a later date, um, which I thought which I thought was interesting because up to this point, um, and no spoilers for, for other seasons, but I had been under the impression that actually being a late stage recruited trader was kind of the best position you could be in because you've gone through this whole process or up to now being very trustworthy and people thinking, oh, yeah, faithful. Um, but now that there's this added element of, actually, yeah, you're here, but like, you're not really part of this. Like, we're just, you're here to protect us and to, to, to for us to be able to like, uh, deflect our, our stuff onto you when the time comes. Um, what was the question? Uh, no, so yeah, so I don't know why they picked Andrew, but I guess it was for that reason. And bless him, he didn't know what to do. You're, you're right that generally, I think 
being a late stage recruit is a really great thing if you've been chosen for the reason that they they think you will be a great part of the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in other versions I've seen from other countries, this has very explicitly been done. Um, I won't use names because don't want to spoil things. But Traitors mm. New Zealand, there's this blatant example of someone brought on to be thrown under the bus. They, okay. they, I mean, they kind of know that. They come to Traitors Tower and say, did you just recruit me to get rid of me? And the Traitors go, no, 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 no. The next episode, that person is gone. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> sometimes wow. they are very brutal. Is there a precedent of, because one of the things that Andrew was worried about, he was like, oh, I'm just going to get killed if I say no, right? So is there a precedence of that actually happening, to your knowledge, where somebody refuses and then they're probably just gone, like, straight away? Is that a thing? That sort of happened in Series 1 of Traitors UK. Yeah, true. Uh, someone refused the offer and it didn't fare well for them. Actually, every other version I've seen, they all the people who are offered the recruitment always accept. I, I've okay. never... And I haven't That's seen all the, the different refusal. versions, oh, okay. but in the English-speaking versions, mm. I've never seen anyone else refuse it. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I thought that uh, it would be Zach that they picked, and my guest oh. on the previous episode, Joe, he thought the same as you. He thought it would be Ross. So I was, mm. I was very surprised with Andrew. Mm, me too. So back in Traitor's Tower, Paul, we see Paul worrying that Andrew will realise why he's been brought on, which makes me think, well well, why are you doing it then? Just don't recruit anyone. Yeah. And we cut back to Andrew, who's debating, you know, what, what if I say no? And he's, he's generally worried about turning on his friends. Luckily, he realises that probably the best thing to do is just to join the traitors. And mm. he mentions this idea that, well, if he refuses, he'll probably end up murdered. This is this sort of common bit of traitors discourse that people, people recognise, if I say no... I probably won't last long. And I think the reason is, if they go back and tell everyone, I was offered recruitment last night, but I said no, it's so, it almost proves that they're faithful and the traitors don't want people around who are almost certainly a faithful. Oh, yeah, it, because like, why else would you come out with that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, although in uh, Traitors US Season 1... Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> someone tried to pretend that they'd always been recruited and they, they made it up and nobody believed it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like immediately, that's dodgy. That's dodgy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Andrew takes on the challenge and he takes the oath with Claudia. By the way, it's another man, which is like a bit boring to me. Yeah, same. Yeah. He arrives at Traitor's Tower and I actually matches their height for once. I'm so used to seeing Paul tower over oh, other people. That's true. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, oh, another tall person. It's I, I think it's a great reaction when he takes the hood off and mm -hmm. they take the hoods off. He's truly speechless. He he says he's mind blown, maybe even mesmerized. <laughs> and he he even asks them if they've been recruited, because he can't believe that they've been traced from the start. Mm. He then immediately asks about Ash and Miles. And, uh, you know, he's sort of like, well, you turned on them. Are you going to do that to me? What, what I had noticed, I thought, in his body language was he was very much directing it towards Paul. Like, okay. Rather than Harry. I thought he kind of just assumed Paul was the leader. That that was which, the dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I was fascinated by, and this is like a production thing, but I would love to know your thoughts on, there was this moment where Andrew takes off his hood and the other two are just still standing there with their hoods on, like looking down, like he's like, hello. Uh, hello. And yeah. like, but then the synchronicity of them taking it off, I'm like, is there somebody given a five, four, three, two, one. I'd love to know what the production uh, side of that is, but I, it was very slick anyway, how they both did it at the same time. Like the reveal was great. Do you know what, yeah. what to do? I, I, it's funny because I was thinking through the exact same process watching it. And I just assume there is someone on set there mm. and yet just does exactly that. I think they'll go like three, two, one, traitors, yeah. hoods off. Okay, okay, okay. And then obviously cut out the audio of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, yeah, they, they want it to be this sort of perfectly choreographed, exciting moment. So mm. I, I think they're probably very directed, like, Andrew, go in with your head down. Here's where you're going to stand. Don't say anything. You know, I think they'll really be guided through it bit by bit. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, when Andrew asks them, you know, are you just going to throw me under the bus? Of course, they're like, no, don't <laughs> ever. We would never do that to you. And Harry tries to give him this fake reason why they recruited him. He's like, you, you were the strongest player. Um, and Andrew... Cut, we cut to Andrew's interview where he's like, I, I kind of know why they've brought me in, I think. Mm. Um, and he's and I'm quite glad, like, back in the tower, he says it very blatantly. He's like, I don't trust you guys. I think, you, I think you're going to turn on me. I, I don't know what's about to happen. Mm. So I'm quite happy that he's not immediately like, yeah, guys, we are a team. He's, he's, yeah. And I, I don't think he's, I don't know if he's going to do a great job of being a traitor, but oh, I don't think so. No, at least he's quite <laughs> honest with them straight away and realizes this might not be good news for him. Yeah. So I, I have to give him props for that. Um, Harry then also immediately thinks they've made a massive cock up. So in his <laughs> interviews, like, oh shit, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Mm. And I guess that's a drawback of being a traitor who backstabs fellow traitors. That from here on in, if you recruit, you've kind of got a bad reputation for yourself. So he's maybe he's painted himself into a corner here. Who knows? Yeah, it's interesting because in again going back to the ones that I have seen, I, there was always this sense of the traitors are we're together, we're looking out for each other. And with this series, like that's not really there. Like there's there's, there's a whole little. Um, uh, inter-traitor uh, tension and, and betrayal happening, which uh, makes it more fun to watch, for sure. Yeah, and I think they definitely... It's a symptom of the fact that it's a second series and they mm. will have seen how it works now. They've seen... I wouldn't be surprised if they've watched other versions too and they've of course, yeah. really pieced together how you can play it very differently mm. as opposed to just being a, a strong traitor's team through and through. Yeah. At breakfast then the next morning, Harry and Paul are the first to arrive and they discuss Andrew's bad reaction and they are they're quite bitter about it because one of them says, well, no one forced him to say yes, mm. <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> uh, Jazz reflects on how wrong he was about Miles. Thank God he's still confident about Paul, though. I was worried that Jazz would now be like, oh, maybe I was wrong about Paul. I'm going to back off. But no, no, he's, he's still on Paul. Thank goodness. Zach arrives and he says this funny thing. He says, I can see we're through the trees. That's not a phrase, right? <laughs> uh, no. Like, there is a phrase, like, we're through the th we're through the thick of it, or yeah. like, you can't, can't see the wood for the trees. But there's, there's wood for the trees, and there's through the, whatever, the, the yeah, the worst of it or whatever. Yeah, but we're not through yeah. the trees now. We could, no. I can see we're through the trees. I was like, okay. Through the rain? Um, <laughs> through the <laughs> 
<laughs> through the rain. <laughs> I could make it through the rain. Uh, Paul arrives and has to act. Uh, sorry, not Paul. Andrew arrives and he has to act for the first time. This is his mm-hmm. first day being a traitor in front of other people. His arms are fucking huge, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm often ca- caught off guard by them. Yeah, like I know we know he's huge, but there's an interview shot of him like sitting in this weird position. Mm. Like he's like the Hulk. He's enormous. Like it's it's wild. And it's funny because in my little notes around about this point, I wrote, "I fancy all of them," which is just, <laughs> is that good podcast content? Because I'm just like, all like yeah, all of them, yeah. <laughs> that's that nerve that is fine later on i'm gonna like talk about all the people i find hot so it's oh fine. good good good, good, good. <laughs> i do have a ranking i have a top three anyway yeah excellent <laughs> I, I wonder if our number one will match <laughs> so uh charlotte and ross are the last to arrive well or last that everybody thinks one of them will be murdered of course they both walk in it's obvious to us mm. what's going on mm. Everyone basically figures out, right, there must have been a recruitment, which makes sense because they've just banished a traitor. And they start theorising about how many traitors there actually are. There's a repeat of this classic moment that I just talked about in the last episode, and it's this, it's the what response. What I mean is when a traitor is asked a question off guard by someone Mm. and they don't know what to say, they pretend they can't hear so Ash did it in like episode one or two when Sonia was like, are you a traitor? And she was oh, just yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. hear you. Miles did it in the last episode when Diane was like, mm. um, she's like, you gave me a drink last night. And he was just like, what? sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it happens again. Charlie asks Andrew right beside him. So it's like, he can clearly hear her. She says, what would you do if you got asked to be a traitor? And he just mm. goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Is there someone in the call, Charlie? Who's Charlie? Yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. I just, I'm just being mean about the blonde girl. Oh, Sorry, go on. wow, <laughs> the shade. Oh. Sorry, I was like, yes, yes, of course. That's, that's oh, wow, mean. Okay. That's mean. That's mean. I'm sorry. I mean, I think Charlie at least stands out more than Molly and Evie. I think they um, had so little screen time, and they're yeah, they're probably absolutely lovely, but I. They don't stand out very much. Yes, actually, now that you mention it, now that I've figured out who Charlie is, yes, yeah, a little bit more, a little bit more, um, like gregarious going on and... there. Yeah, sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to be shady. Sorry, <laughs> it's fine. You be shady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Andrew then uh, pretends that he's he's like way too protective to be a traitor. He's like, oh, I'm a security guard. Uh, mm. I, I just couldn't do that, and it, it just makes me really laugh how people treat treat this game as some sort of genuine read on their personalities now that's not the same earlier you said i just don't think i'd be good at lying mm. so i don't think i could be a traitor but when people are like i i couldn't be a traitor because i'm a good person I'm like yeah i'm down like we're not you know it's just a game like it doesn't yeah. mean anything about you as a human being and i would just like to reiterate i said this many times on the podcast and i think people forget in fact just like last night someone had gone back and watched an old i got a comment on youtube about an australia episode and mm-hmm. again I, I can't spoil it was about season one and someone was angry about how one of the faithful was treated by a traitor and they were like that poor they it's a contestant called craig who's a lovely man and they were like that poor old man how could that traitor do this to him and i was like Calm down. First, the faithful also have to be cruel. Like, as mm. a faithful, you have to banish people every mm. night. 
and you're actively trying to prevent the traitors from winning any money. So I think you're not any better or worse a person because you're a faithful. So mm. I would like to just just remind people that it's like yeah, it's yeah. like playing Monopoly and landing on Mayfair and be like, guys, I'm not going to buy it because like I'm very anti-capitalist. So <laughs> like I'm not mm. going to do that to you guys. You, you're in a game. You do what you need to do to win. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, Claudia arrives at breakfast and she won't tell them exactly what's happened overnight. She asks someone to throw her a muffin, which feels like there's like weirdly sexual to me. Yeah, and yeah. The mission is clearly something to do with aiming at things. Mm. So we see some discussions around the house. Uh, Ross is outside. That's also Mariah reference, by the way. Fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> He's fangirling over Paul. He's like, oh my Paul, you're just like so amazing. And it's, oh, I can't watch it. Yeah. Uh, Jazz and Zach are having some more whispering in the kitchen and again thank god they both still affirm that they do think Paul is a traitor Mm. and they've kind of realised that that tete-a-tete last night at the banishment table between Paul and Miles was really strange so they think it was two traitors going at one another which it was Mm -hmm. Evie arrives in the kitchen and smartly realises that the traitors have probably recruited someone who already had suspicions on them, which is true, actually. And the three of them then, actually, Char- Charlie uh, Charlie arrives at that point, and they theorise about Charlotte being the new re- recruit, and I really don't know why, because I don't think Charlotte's been under that much suspicion. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah. There's then a scene outside in the garden. Uh, Jasmine is coming for Zach because she she says well he th- he says things with such confidence he's always a hundred percent certain about things and it's it makes me feel like he might be a traitor. Molly is also quite suspicious about Paul and Ross is still like no Paul is an angel <laughs> from heaven he isn't and we all know sometimes angels cry Kevin mm, they sure do they sure do. <laughs> uh, Jasmine then suggests that Jazz might be a traitor and I'm like I'm. Take those words out of your mouth, Jasmine, because I will not have anyone coming for the trade of the season. Um, I don't know if you know this, Kevin, but I've recently fallen in love with the hashtag beautiful jazz. Um, and, and I won't have you coming between us. You might say that we, we belong together. Uh, there's, uh, do you, I thought you found him. Sorry, go on. Do you, he's like a dream lover to me. does jazz rate in your list of handsome people yeah so jazz is very much well i need to back off now clearly but uh because you've uh yeah uh claimed him but uh, um jazz is right up there in my top two but i don't think he's number one so you can you can you can uh, claim jazz that's fine well he's lovely 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 man lovely to look at and and just very easy to support because he's so sincere and he some of his reads are really on point and he's really stuck with Paul and it's like listen to jazz everyone can we please yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're not going to try and steal him and be a heartbreaker so no, of course not <laughs> there's a whole garden <laughs> chat amongst just about everybody's there Charlotte's trying to talk and Zach does what he does best he just constantly interrupts it's mm-hmm. infuriating to watch GTFO Zach <laughs> and Zach then in his interview thinks that putting Charlotte under pressure was a good idea for some reason. I don't really know why. But then, again, like he says, he will be coming for Paul tonight. 
So I, mm. at this point in the episode, I have no idea what way it's going to go. I'm like, are they? Is are Zach and Jazz really going to go for Paul, or are they going to now go for Charlotte or something? Like I, I don't, I can't read what is going to happen. Yeah, and I wonder sometimes. I, th- I think it's obviously the show is like so well edited. That's clear. But I also wonder sometimes are there cases like, for example, with Johnny or someone where it's like, oh, it's so obviously going to be that person that we have to make some kind of, you know, oh, well, it could be this person, could be that person. And then it's a complete, you know, uh, walkover uh, in the end. So it's very well put together in that sense for you to be like, I, I don't know where, where this is going to go. And of course, that's the magic of, you know, the, the making, putting the program together. But yeah, it's well done in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. We're moving on to the mission then. Ross does, they're in the cars. I think Ross does a Diane impression, obviously perfectly because, you know, it's his mum. <laughs> um, he's saying like, something like Diane, he's, he's saying Diane would be saying right now, go get them traders. And Paul, like me, does a terrible impression. And I'm just like, shut up, Paul. <laughs> and then they all uh, this really funny moment that's now all over social media. They they talk about Diane feeling like their mum, and Ross does his cheeky little wink to the camera. I clapped at this moment oh, on my own in my house. I was just like, yes. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. It was so so good, and I think it's like. I think it will go down as one of the definitive moments of the series. Um, <laughs> I think he, I, yeah, just f- fair play to him. Like that was, it was, it was so fun, so funny. Yeah, just perfect. Yeah, it's church time now, and I, I, it looks like it's the same church from series one where they did a mission. Ooh, it yeah. might not be, but I, I'm guessing it looks like the mm-hmm. same kind of place. There is, well, what I wrote in my notes was that there's a crossbow and some glass panes. Of course, I, I now I know it was not crossbow. Well. It's the thing that everybody, everyone knows this word, right? I was like, do people know this word? Obviously. <laughs> oh, um, a, yeah. Go on. How, firstly, how the hell did they get permission to do this in a church? Like, Fair. it seems like it could really go wrong. Although I guess the arrow actually isn't like that powerful maybe, but yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this mission has been used a couple of times in the Australian version, they're basically trying ah. to eliminate people whose names they, they're trying to eliminate people who they don't want to get the shield. So that whoever's left with their name in a glass pane will win the shield. Hmm. There is £7,000 available, but every time they miss, £100 will be deducted. Zach goes first because centre parks and then immediately, <laughs> immediately flops. Um, and it's, uh, he says it's a, it's because it's a ballista, not a crossbow. <laughs> uh, like some shades to production there. Like, don't you know what this is? Uh, also, I'm just going to, the fact that he knows what a ballista is, it, it gives me like school shooter energy. And I'm just, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not, maybe I should cut that out. It is a joke. Don't come for Zach online. But it was, it creeps me out. Uh, so here, here we go with the mission. Harry eliminates Jasmine. Andrew aims for Harry and hits Ross, which really made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like if they just had to get rid. I'm, I'm going to put in a pitch for series three. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the glass panes. Just shoot each other. I would just. Oh. Like them, I think they should just bow and arrow <laughs> each other. <laughs> Make yeah, full sure. on Hunger Games. <laughs> just raise the stakes. I have to say. There was something about Harry aiming and hitting all of his pains that I found very appealing. It was just like, <laughs> men who can like do things is always a plus for me. It's always an attractive feature, like any kind of skill. Anyway. Does, that, 
does that mean Harry is your number one on your list? No, he's no. I, th- I think that'd be too creepy. I think so. I put him at number three on my list. What? Why creepy? Because he's twenty-two years old. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Um, well, uh, we, we can talk off air about stuff to do with that. But uh, anyway, so yeah. So for for podcast purposes, no, he's not my number one. But like, he's lovely, cute, lovely, lovely, cute guy, and very, very charming. And yeah. I think we might get onto it later. But like, is very good in his in his interviews at doing, you know, treacherous things, but being really likable with it. And so, yeah, I love that yeah. for him. Yeah. Not, yeah, a, not everybody has that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so many people will be like, why are they laughing? <laughs> but we- some people will be like, I picked that up. Yeah. And those people are the best people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Harry eliminates Jasmine. He's, he's really good at this. Uh, oh, I've already said that. Uh, they, they're generally, other than Harry, they're all kind of missing the targets. And I wonder what happens if they just run through all of the money. Like, mm. and, and if there are still several pains left, who gets the shield? Do they just cancel it? They're like, you've utterly failed this mission. No one yeah. gets anything. Yeah, I was glad they did. At one point they did, like, I think on the second round, they did like a bit of a montage. Because I was mm. like, we're, we're doing this again? Like, I, I thought it was over after the first round. Like, we're all going again like this. To go from the previous episode, which I think, and you may have talked about this, but like kind of solved the problem that everyone knows, if they're honest with themselves, about the missions being kind of irrelevant and like, look at your phone, whatever. Like, the, 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 that whole thing in the previous episode was so, felt so relevant to everything and so engaging. Whereas this, to go back then to just, uh, oh, everyone try and do this thing, was a bit of a step down on a on a mission level for me so i was ready for like let's wrap this up let's go yeah i totally agree with what you said about the last mission i talked about this on the previous episode that yeah it was a mission that felt interlinked with the actual game itself Mm. rather than an utterly separate thing i i think that i don't mind this mission either because I quite liked the you know the question of like who's aiming for who and why are they aiming for that True. person. So I thought that was could True. There was yeah, that element. that element was there, but they were just like painstakingly do trying to go for these uh did you did you pick that up? Yeah. Was that a pun when you said painstakingly? It was a, <laughs> it was a, another Mariah reference. Uh glitter. <laughs> want you? I think it's want you. Anyway, sorry. Sorry everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just making a pain, pain of glass pun. Oh, well pain, P-A-N-E, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> it was, was two-pronged. Um, yeah, you're right. There's, they just sort of do a montage. We see lots of them missing. Um, and then they start to get the hang of it. Paul starts aiming at Jazz in a very obvious display of traitorousness, in my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry hits Paul, which I thought was quite interesting. Charlie hits Harry. We end up at a stage where it's down to either Molly or Charlie. Molly gets quite emotional about this for some reason, mm. which it's I, I, I didn't really know why she was... I know I get it, like, oh, if I get the shield, I get to stay in one more, t- uh, but uh, too much. And It's, it's not like... <laughs> well, it is life or death in a sense, but, like, she's not she's not going anyway. Like, it's fine, like, whatever. Yeah, and for some reason, they all universally just seem to decide to target Charlie. I don't know if it's because, like, she didn't cry about it. So, in the end... Evie hits Charlie's name in the glass and Molly wins the shield. After the mission then, we're back in the cars for a couple of significant moments actually. Jazz, Harry, Molly and Evie discuss Charlie and Paul. Lots of names here, I'm sorry. And Evie Mm. suggests that Paul is trying to be a hero. So now she is doing the Mariah references for us. Yep. 
The other car is hilarious. Jasmine, which would be anyway, Jasmine, Ross, Paul, and Charlotte are in this other Jeep. And Jasmine mm-hmm. asks how they feel about Harry saying he felt like everybody was going for him in the mission. They were all trying to get his name. And Paul jumps on it and he's immediately like, yeah, yeah, that was weird. And I was like, oh my God, Paul's coming for Harry. But but then Ross defends him and Paul's like, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Which, first of all, it just made me laugh. But also this moment ends up being really significant as the episode mm. goes on. So we arrive back at the house. Paul says to Andrew, like, see, from here on in, it's just me feeling sick and want, like I was having palpitations watching the episode. About jazz? About everything that is to come. Like, okay. yeah. So Paul says to Andrew, I think everyone's going for jazz tonight. Mm. So I was I was just screaming. Yeah. Like I was like, no, not my jazz. This yeah. Is bringing, this is bringing on the heartbreak when they yeah. come for my jazz. <laughs> and Andrew, yeah. <laughs> Andrew still thinks Paul is going to throw him under the bus. And Paul's like, no, no, trust me. So Andrew's like thinking that's a no-no. So mm-hmm. Zach and Paul have a chat in the corridor. Zach openly admits he is going for Paul, but he also says he might be looking at jazz. And I'm like, please I just know. be saying this and don't mean it. I, I, I really, I felt ill. Yeah. Zach also suggests that Paul got rid of Miles because he was a fellow traitor. And he's he's totally right. Of course, we know that. But Paul's like, mm, I think you're reaching. Mm-hmm. So I I just I genuinely felt sick watching it because I was like, oh my god, Paul's going to get away with this again. They're going to get rid of my jazz. I can't. I'm seeing the end for jazz. It, this is worse for me than Diane going. I know everyone loves their Diane, mm-hmm. and, but I'm going to say it again. I've said this before. Diane Diane was an amazing like sort of character. She was really mm. funny mm-hmm. in terms of meme meme ability and everything. She wasn't actually good at the game, <laughs> whereas Jazz mm. is good at the game. So I, that's why I want him to stay here. Um, yeah, me too. I was just just hearing his name come up multiple times. I was getting very concerned uh, for his safety for sure. Yeah, I just had to close my eyes and breathe. Absolutely, acoustic. Close my eyes, acoustic. <laughs> Have we have we gone past? Um, I, I just wanted to shout out, and I may be skipping, but I loved Zach saying, "We're back, and we're ready to do it all over again." Did you take note of that? It's like it's one of my favorite memes. It's you know Jeremy Corbyn coming down the stairs, and he's clapping his hands. He's like, "We're back, and we're ready for it all over again." I feel like that's what he was doing. I hope it was, and I loved it. I appreciate it. <laughs> that totally passed me by. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be amazing if that's yeah. what he was referencing. I hope it was. Yeah. Uh, Snakey, Snakey Harry sneaks into a room with Evie and Molly, and they are trying to eavesdrop on Zach and Paul out in the corridor. So Harry immediately realises that he should get in on this and sort of read what the vibe is and just go along with it, which I think is very clever. Paul has another terrifying moment in one of his interviews, like terrifying to me personally, Mm. where he again, he insists everyone's going for jazz tonight. And he's like, maybe, um, like, and then tomorrow we'll just murder Zach. So we'll see. And he's got his hands clasped, zero, <laughs> zero emotion on his face. Mm. I'm like, you, I'm actually scared of you. Um, it's he, he was, <laughs> yeah, he was just such good casting. I think, like, um, for all the for for he invokes 
a lot of the emotions that I think are necessary are that are like engaging. Uh, everyone needs a hate figure as well. For him, from like the first episode, saying how would you describe yourself, and he was like cruel. Like whether he whether he really means that or not, I just yeah, I just think he I just think he did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte, Harry, Andrew, and Evie are having a chat. Charlotte brings up what Paul said in the car about Harry, although she miss she really gets it wrong. She claims. Oh, Paul was uh, talking about you. Paul was saying he was talking about everyone targeting you. And actually, Paul didn't bring it up. Jasmine brought it up in the car. Mm. Paul just went along with it. But Harry hears this and is utterly shook. Um, He's one of the shook ones. (laughs) He then springs into action and immediately starts explaining why Paul would actually be a great traitor. And I'm like, like fist bumping at this point. I'm mm. like fist bumping myself. Uh, Cause I'm like, yes, yes. Harry's going to go in for Paul. Yeah. And Andrew's sitting there like a deer in the headlights. He just mm. like, doesn't know what to do at this point. And he, cause he's realizing how much Harry and Paul are willing to do anything to defend themselves in the game. And mm. he is just brand new to this. Yeah. And, his depth. Yeah. So he makes his way to the round table in complete, confusion Hmm. so it's time for the round table here we go life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I just want to say at this point, I made a little note that just please i've said this on the podcast before please don't dm me with spoilers because i i don't watch the episodes live perfectly like i do watch it on the night but yeah i'm not watching at nine o'clock so sometimes people send me messages that that might spoil stuff so like i'm either catching up later or when i take notes i like i pause every 10 seconds so i'm usually behind um like i didn't watch this episode till after midnight just after midnight last night so Okay. I just didn't even look. At, I just put my phone away and didn't look. But just, yeah. I'm just putting out there for everyone. Don't assume yeah. I've seen it straight away. <laughs> Give a few hours, a few hours, Grace. Yeah. It's also my. I shouldn't look at my phone, so I didn't last night. But right. um, so we're at the round table, and I already know that this is going to be a really significant one. Either way, here we go around again. I think if another faithful goes. The traitors have a massive advantage now. So, we're, cause we're sorry, here in. we go around again. It was just too good. I can't just let it go. Sorry, go on. That was like that was the best one. Yeah, <laughs> we're because we're getting into the last quarter of mm-hmm. the series. Really, almost so home. <laughs> almost home. And uh, Claudia comes in. She says that they have to look each other in the eyes and say, "I am a faithful." I think we saw this before on the first series. It generally doesn't really prove anything. Like, yeah, I didn't, lie. yeah, I didn't get much out of that at all. And the show and Claudia were building it up to be some like big moment. Like, and it was just like, everyone just said those words and that was it. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, it it doesn't do anything. I guess it it creates like a, a an intense mo like it's just a sort of it's like a beat of the show like oh let's watch how they behave even though anyone could lie really well mm-hmm. and i guess it's maybe they they want to they're putting it in there to see will the players now start imagining things about one another like will they be like oh, i don't like the way you just said that i didn't believe it mm-hmm. like that that could lead to something quite fun but it doesn't yeah really yeah it, it could stir things up in people's minds like oh you looked to the side and i know yeah. that, that means has anybody to your knowledge or have you seen anybody you know there's a lot of these body language experts on youtube and stuff has anyone actually looked and examined the behaviors that you've seen of like traders and faithfuls and pointed out little things that point to them being deceitful have you seen anything like that no not that i've seen yeah, uh, I, go on i just i have i've not seen anything like that but I although it makes me think about Big Brother back in the day, like original oh, yeah, Big Brother, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they would have little psychology segments. So that mm. actually would I would I would quite like that one, maybe uncloaked if like a psychologist came in and did a little section on interview. I would, people. yeah, because I'm I'm quite a gullible person to be honest, and I don't think I'm very good at spotting deceitful behavior but i find it really interesting when people are able to say you know the micro expressions of people who are struggling or you know um are struggling to to be truthful obviously miles walking into the breakfast room (laughs) in the previous episode that was quite obvious his shock at seeing diane but yeah so that's just something that i would be interested to kind of see like look at the behaviors because everybody's imagining they're seeing things in other people's behavior that points to them being dodgy but i would like to actually see are there actual in terms of human expression are there actual little moments here that are giving themselves away, um, even if whether people pick up on it or not? So yeah, yeah. Th- that would be great for uh, Uncloaked for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think actually what you might end up finding a lot of psychologists or behavioural experts would say the opposite of what we. Th- I think a lot of a lot mm. of experts would say actually it's really difficult to tell when someone's lying, okay. and a lot a lot of the myths about body language mm. are probably not true. Okay. So it's as a player, it's not a great thing to rely on. Yeah. You can you can utterly misread facial expression and body language. Yeah. So and like everyone's on the telly and in a really stressful situation, so everyone's <laughs> going to be fidgeting and doing things that you would otherwise say this indicates, you know, untruthfulness or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I may have lied to you at some point already. I may not have told a lie yet, but I you know mean, what? it's very stressful trying to think about. That game, I'll just say that game, and and, when, and when, I'm like, there's this whole other layer of thinking that's going on. I'm only used to one layer of thinking at any one time, and now <laughs> during this, I'm like, what? Where's his lie? Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, so, at the round table, Charlie wants to start. She says she's been battling with something, and I don't know where she's going with this, but she turns and accuses Charlotte of being a traitor. Because she says Charlotte was very vocal about the poison chalice murder not being associated with a drink, and she was too defensive when Zach interrogated her outside. I sort of thought, yeah, no shit, she was defensive, like Zach wouldn't shut. Mm. And Charlotte then explains, well, you know, Zach was just very annoying and he wouldn't let me answer. And she says, well, as for the poison chalice thing, I had given out drinks that night, so I didn't want to come under fire. So yeah, I was like, I don't. I don't want people to come for me when we didn't really know if that was how the murder worked, which mm. I thought was fair enough. Mm. And Charlotte then theorizes about why she's not been murdered. She says, "There's got to be a reason why I'm still here because I don't know why I've escaped." 
And I think the only answer is that I'm probably very close to a traitor. And then she turns to Paul yeah. to accuse him. And I was I was like, Jesus, please, oh, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. Please <laughs> let this be a great moment. She's, she says, there's no smoke without fire. And he's been too close <laughs> to various questionable situations. <laughs> And then that was the worst one you did, but it was the funniest one, I think. Come on. <laughs> Harry then has this perfect moment. Mm. He he jumps in and he says, this sets me up perfectly. Mm. And I, I, again, was alone in my house, but I was like squealing and clapping. because I, I loved just thought, it. Here we I go. Yeah. And he says, he, he's like, well, I, in the missions, you, you were talking about me in the missions, but I always give my all and I'll, I'll try and do my best. I don't like how you were questioning me. And he says, well, also, I've been really close to someone, so I've got to go with yourself as well, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I ask, when you said my all there, was that a reference? <laughs> was that intentional? Actually, it wasn't. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, but, sorry, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just I was like, genuinely like, screaming and clapping and pausing the TV and trying to calm myself down. Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to see you watching an episode of this. It's ridiculous. Well, actually, uh, you you and I we figured out we're going to be at the same event at, at the same place in a couple of uh, in, uh, next weekend. Oh, am and I actually going to watch the the finale with you? Well, I think they're going to they're screen it. They're somewhere. showing it on the Friday night. Yeah. So yeah, like I, f- I think well, I have to watch it with other people. Like it's going to be amazing. So this is the Mighty Hoopla Weekender in Butlins Bognor Regis. And but I want, what I want to ask you is, did you realize that? this clashed with the last episode and what were you going to do? Oh, don't even. It's, okay. I, no, I didn't realize. And I had booked the Mighty Hoopla thing a while back. Like yeah. my friends got tickets and arranged it all. And then when I saw the the schedule for Traitors yeah. and I realized the finale was on the Friday night when it was going to be like down south, I was like, oh my God, this is the... So yeah. it's... Uh, we'll we'll talk offline about how the hell I'm going to do this, but okay, it's the worst time well, ever. What I love about it is um, because they've already they've gone on Instagram and said yes, we'll be showing the final. Don't worry. Um, I just I just think that is indicative of how huge this thing is and yeah. how much it has captured people's imaginations. And it reminds me of like when I used to live in London and you'd go out to like gay bars on a Saturday night and X Factor would be playing in every single one because people wouldn't come out if they couldn't watch X Factor. Like, you know, it was, it's just on a level where this, this organization are like, we have to show this program to people, you know? And I think that's just a great indicator of how this show has really, you know, captures people, captured people's imaginations. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I actually, I'm really glad that I'm going to get to watch it in a different environment. Like, I, I think it'll be really good fun to watch it with a big crowd of people and I I will be um in my traitor's cloak and screaming will you so... be in the traitor's cloak oh yeah amazing yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be I, I, whether I'm near you or wherever I am uh, in uh, in relation to you I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on you just to see how you're <laughs> reacting but I feel like it could end up being like you know that one of the those memes on you know twitter where everyone's watching something in a bar it's football i guess but at a certain point they're all like jumping up and down and cheering i think it could have a similar kind of uh, energy at mighty hoopla uh, weekend so yeah I, on the one hand i'd kind of like to watch it just you know and not have people talking everywhere but ultimately i think it's going to be a really fun way to see how it all shakes out and yeah looking forward to it yeah if people are like 
all talking over it and not listening. I will be furious and I will be leaving, but... Um, okay. Oh, well, <laughs> okay. Oh, I well, definitely well, want to see a tantrum as well from you. So I just, whatever you're doing, I want to see it. <laughs> I'll storm out with my cape. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I agree. It's, it seems to have captured so many people. And mm. last night, the episode eight, it looks like it had like 4.4 million mm. viewers on BBC One and it was the most watched show of the night live yep. so it's doing incredible things yeah which is obviously good for me and the podcast yeah <laughs> so another number one debut for sure <laughs> it's not a debut that was silly <laughs> i appreciated it <laughs> harry then continues on his sort of paul mission and he says paul overcompensates whenever he's accused he's also the biggest personality everywhere else in the house but not so much at the round table and that's strange he goes back to the dungeon situation. Why weren't you murdered? You were the obvious choice. He's like, just one after the other, like bang, bang, bang. Like he just, it's shots fired. It's epic. <laughs> Although I, I do question, and I'll come back to this later. Maybe it's a bit too much. Maybe he didn't need to go that far, and that mm. might was a problem. There are several clips of Paul and in his interview, sort of interspersed here, and I think. I'm going to put this out there. I think it gives away what's about to happen. Go on. Just the way that Paul's talking. And I thought this a way back with Ash in, a, in episode like three and four. I oh. thought the, the clips they chose of Ash in her interview ruined for me that she wasn't going to get banished when we thought she was. It was at the time. Okay. Rate. So I thought the way that Paul was talking and the clips they used gave me the impression he had just been banished and he was like gutted about it. Because I can't remember what he says, but he's mm. like, oh... He says, like, Harry, wow, Harry, I didn't see that coming. He's amazing. And I thought, you wouldn't have said that if you hadn't, if you'd survived. So Yes, yeah, kind, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah, and that that's that's definitely a common thing in reality shows, especially the ones who, where it's a competition element, but then they also have the recaps. You can sometimes tell in, like, like I watch Big Brother uh, US and Canada and stuff, and sometimes you can tell like when almost somebody's been crying and has literally wiped it away, and then it's like, I hope I win this competition or whatever, and it's like, this has clearly not gone well for you. So yeah, th those kinds of little tells are a shame if you have the presence of mind to pick up on them. I don't possess that, so I was just like, didn't pick up on it at all. But obviously, yeah, it gave you a little hint. Yeah, so I mean, it didn't didn't prevent me from having like needing a defibrillator. defibrillator yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it brought the heart rate down a bit for sure. I'm sure. Jeez, yeah. So Paul like mildly defends himself, and he's like, "Well, that comment in the car was like a really fleeting moment. I don't know why you're making a big deal of it." And he says that it was Jasmine that brought that up, which is actually true. Then Ross tries to defend Paul, and I'm like, "Shut up, Ross!" I know. And St. Jazz comes in on a white horse. It's, <laughs> it's Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers at the Battle of Helm's Deep. I hope that's the right reference. Sure. Molly also jumps in with, with my exact explanation from last week. She says, Paul, you were really fixated in Diane's infamous final words and you treated them as if they were a fact, even though... Diane didn't actually know who'd murdered her and she was just mm. speculating. So I was really glad that Molly raised this point. Mm -hmm. Ross steps in again and he's like, Paul, I don't think you are a traitor. I oh. feel it in my bones. If you're a traitor, you're one of the best actors I've ever seen. I, I, I'm like, uh, Ross, you are in a family with like your brother's an actor. Like, shut up. Mm -hmm. 
And then, uh, this is where I thought it was all going to get hideously wrong. Zach pipes up and starts asking Jazz, why didn't you vote against Miles last week? Mm. And Jasmine joins in, and so does Andrew. And Andrew's like, yeah, why did you randomly vote for me from nowhere last time? And Zach saying, look, Jazz, I really don't want to vote for you, but, you know, and I I had, I honestly had my head in my hands. I really, I, this show is actually not good for my health. It is shaving okay. years off my life. I can't handle the stress of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love that you're that invested and involved <laughs> in it, and it's bringing you through all the, the roller coaster of emotions. I was kind of just lying in my bed, just like watching it, going, oh, yeah, I'll talk about that tomorrow. I, um, <laughs> I was I was genuinely <laughs> screaming in my house. And, and is that for this show, or do you, is that something like? Is there lots of like? If it's a scary film, are you like shrieking? Are you like laughing your head off at a comedy? I feel like I just look at things and then when it's over, and I go, "Okay, cool." It's. Uh, How did you react when you saw glitter? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, and you can answer the question properly. No, that it's quite unique to. This, I'm not that excited about hmm. most. Maybe like when I was watching Big Brother and there were evictions, I would I would like clap and get excited. But yeah. no, Traitors has me so gripped. I yeah. that that I mean that's essentially why it's exactly in fact it's exactly why I wanted to do a podcast on it when, hmm. when I was watching the first series last year, and then when I watched Traitors Australia, I get I was. I was had this visceral reaction to it that I, I thought I need to talk to people about this. I, okay. I'm obsessed, uh, yeah. and then it, it, it took off from there. Can I interject and just um, support, show my support for lovely Zach? Have I, have I said he's my number one yet? No. Oh yeah. So he's he's my number one. I think he's so super cute. I think he's so lovely. Everything he says is so. Oh, he's just so endearing. He looks good with his glasses on. He looks good with his glasses off. Um, big fan, huge fan. Uh, continue. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, he's, oh, he's a know. handsome man. He's, he's good looking. Oh, I just, I, my housemate and I are both Team Zach. All the okay. Way. Mm. I, okay. I'm, he's not my number one, but you do well, you. This is a subtle invitation to him. <laughs> if he ever wants to hang out. Sorry. <laughs> I find him really frustrating when he's because he interrupts people sometimes, and so I, mm. I just get annoyed by him. But he's he's a handsome man. Okay. Uh, Ross jumps in on Jazz too at this point, and Jazz is trying to defend himself. And I I really thought, oh my god, this is is a sinking ship. This is hideous. And and then Jazz does something that I I worried from here on in is is not going to be good. He attacks Evie and Molly because he says, well, you were really open about Paul earlier, but now that we're here at the round table, you're not speaking up so much. Ooh. And everyone has this horrified reaction. Yeah, I loved it. They're like, oh my God, Jazz, where's that coming from? And they all think he's trying to deflect because he's a traitor and I want to be sick. And and I wondered at this point, so Claudia has said in one or two interviews uh, in the sort of run up to the show that there was, she says there was a round table where she was shaking. Yes. It was so intense. And I, I wondered... I wondered maybe this is the one. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I think it might be still to come. Isn't that fun? By yeah, by the end, I thought, oh, okay, this. Why would she be shaking after this? But uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I thought it was weird. Jim, did you see Paul's tweet recently where he was like, "Wait till you see what happens next." I'm yeah, like, now he's gone. Like, what was he talking about? I think he was just 
I think he was just playing the yeah, promoting you know, and whatever. Promo- yeah. Begging it up, trying to ham it up, get yeah, get yeah. people interested. So fair I, enough, I guess enough. that is quite fun that he did that. Mm. It's time for the votes then. He let's go through them. Paul starts, and he and it's you know the. They, they start in a different order every night and the producers obviously figure out what would make the most exciting turn of votes. So okay, as soon as yeah. Claudia's like, Paul, you're going to go first, I was already like calculating in my head, like, oh my God, why have they picked him first? Like, who, really? who does that mean is going to go last? Wait, who's going to, like, I was trying to like oh, do wow. the maths. Yeah. At, at, but I was so stressed out, I, I couldn't. So Paul votes for jazz, obviously. Charlie's next and votes for jazz. Then it's I'm- jazz. Oh, and then yeah. we have a bloody vote count. Can we? Can I mention that the vote count is too early? Claudia, we know. We know there's been four votes and two for one person, two for the next person. Leave it a few more. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Claudia can do whatever she wants, okay, to, to okay, be honest. Okay, so, okay. Do you, I, I don't know if you watch Survivor UK. Uh, no, no. I can't deal with, um, what's his Joel? name, who hosts it. Yeah, I can't deal with yeah. him. Joel... Um, when they they did their voting tribal council, they call it. Mm-hmm. He he would literally like he would pick out a vote and be like, one vote for Kevin, and then the next vote one vote for Matthew, and then he would recap. Be like, that's, <laughs> that's one for Kevin, okay, one right. for Matthew. It was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, no thanks. <laughs> so um, yeah, Jazz is next in votes for Paul, obviously, and he he does this thing which I also thinks kind of a mistake. Even though I love Jazz, he keeps banging on about how he thinks Paul's recruited Ross. And I'm like, yeah, Jazz, just... I was like, you could just leave that bit out. Just don't say that bit. <laughs> yeah. Not the time. Save it, Jazz, please. Yeah. Harry then votes for Paul. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's, it's going to happen. Mm. Zach votes for Paul. Mm. Molly votes for Paul. And, I, and I'm like, I just like honestly screaming throughout this mm. and, and, and typing my notes at the same time. <laughs> Andrew then votes for jazz and then i was like no i I just can't and it so it's paul for jazz three super close now Mm. jasmine is next and votes for paul thank god she said and the thing is she says something like oh when i came in here i had a name and i thought she was was going to be like yeah i had a name but now i've changed it to jazz so i was like Mm. yeah but two z's probably like most of them (laughs) Oh, oh my god yeah like the words jazz <laughs> uh ross is next and he goes for jazz because mm-hmm. he's always wrong mm-hmm. and then evie votes for paul and charlotte thank god votes mm. for paul i my neighbors through the wall like I'm, <laughs> i was like honestly like out loud just like properly screaming and i was like if they can hear me they either know <laughs> a he's watching the traitors right now or yeah. b why is this guy screaming at one in the morning? So, <laughs> yeah, or, or A and B. <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, we we cut. It's basically we know what's going to happen now. So, Paul has received the most votes, and we cut to Paul in his interview again, and he acknowledges how well Harry's playing. Mm. Uh, everyone thinks I, I've said this already that everybody thinks that last week's episode was the best episode, and I, I honestly, this for me was was so much more intense last night yeah 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 so paul stands up and he says this has been the best experience of my life this Mm. moment will stay with me and then he reveals that he is in fact a traitor they go fucking nuts like they knock over a chair even Mm. claudia can't contain herself yeah Um, i loved i loved seeing that (laughs) is that like the biggest reaction like ever to like a traitor reveal 
I, one of the, one of the most, especially the, especially that on. moment of Claudia, like she normally is pretty contained, but even yeah. she just couldn't like believe how wild it was. I have a I have an issue with Claudia. I know we <laughs> love Claudia, all that, um, but like so, I'm not sure about the persona because. Alan Cumming always like arch camp uh, glint in the eye. Claudia sometimes like super fun and like relatable and lovely sometimes, or you know personable. Sometimes really like stern. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure that I love the consistency there. So that's what I have to say on that. I understand what you mean, but I actually really like that. So I like that ninety percent of the time she's in like. I'm the host at this castle and this is really intense and you're actually mm-hmm. gonna die. But mm. I, I think the fact that she does break sometimes. When she is... breaks, she breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry to everyone. I'm really sorry to everyone who's just like, what are they laughing at? Yeah, it's just a Mariah thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, when she she's not chipped, she's not cracked, or she's shattered. <laughs> <laughs> I like that and I think lots of people like that you get a little chink into like oh she's actually okay quite loving it and okay i think that is better than alan cumming who is just a hundred percent on all the time so i think yeah, it fair. is like a sort of britishy thing or something what do you think brendan's know. gonna do <laughs> but, <laughs> time will tell <laughs> Again, I don't really know Brendan, but based You've on seen your, one picture of him. I've, I've seen one picture. You gave a two sentence description. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be somewhere even between. Cam, even camper than <laughs> yeah, Alan, maybe, possibly. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, so, Claudia, uh, she. In fact, before Claudia says something, I want to point out Charlotte says they're all going nuts, and Charlotte goes, best traitor in the world to ever exist. And I, I was like, um, no. Well, <laughs> he, he, just, he just got caught. And, and it's episode exactly. eight. Mm. So, and also that if that title's going to anyone, it's Harry right now. But oh, yeah. and even Harry in his interview, it says that he's like, "Hey, she said he's the best traitor." But like, mm. and Claudia says, to "Them, you've done it two nights in a row. You've caught a traitor." But a few seconds later, she just goes, "Enjoy this victory while you can." I know. So yeah. 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 So I guess that's what you were you were talking about. She can I right backtrack? Back. Yeah, exactly. Can I backtrack slightly to a, a fun sassy moment from Jazz? You know when Paul said something under his breath, and he was like, <laughs> "Sorry, did you, did you say something?" <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Yes, drag him." Anyway, yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was very like Mariah and Nikki on American Idol. Like, very much so. Very much so. What now? Yeah. Uh, so. They are having celebrations back in other parts of the house. Harry again calls himself a hero. They're they're all still going mm. wild. They're congratulating Harry, except Andrew, who just looks like very freaked out. <laughs> and I guess this is where I'll I'll explain more something that I referenced a few minutes ago. That I'm I'm slightly worried here actually for Harry because okay. this was Paul just one episode ago. One episode ago, everybody mm. was congratulating him like, "Oh my God, mm. you got it, Miles." You're you're amazing, and I'm thinking, has Harry just done the exact same thing? Mm. So, the and and the next episode will reveal the the obvious thing now. If Harry was a faithful, the obvious thing would be for the traitors to murder him if he was so amazing at finding traitors. But they won't murder him. So, I, well, people will be like, oh, that's weird that you're still here, and he'll remain there unless so, he's banished. So this is exactly 
when the my brain clouds up and I can't process the, uh, the 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 train of thought there. This happens to me all the time watching the show. So wait, so if so if he were a faithful or a fateful as he insists on saying, but whatever, um, <laughs> he would then be murdered because he's so good at spotting traitors. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Okay. Yes. Got it. <laughs> Unless the. If you, uh, uh, yeah, there's a there's so many like layers and level. Like, mm-hmm. If he was really a faithful, and he was really good at catching traitors, the traitors would either just get rid of him because they don't want to be caught, or they'd be like, no, let's keep him as a sort of double bluff, like because mm. then that'll make people think he's the traitor, and we'll yeah. get rid of him that way. Yeah. It's, there's Love so many stuff. so many ways to play the game which i think is what lends itself to like this this could run for series and series and every time it would work differently do so, you think yeah i i yeah okay i wonder about it um at the longevity i will say because you know by series four or five i would have thought there might be a sense of we've seen this we've seen the permutations we know how this could go but as obviously you're saying maybe not yeah yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but mm. I and I just obviously I'm biased because I love the show. I and I think if they add add in enough little changes every series, that there's there's I think there's so much fuel in the tank to keep this. Yeah, and and the fact the fact that it got like four million viewers last night, that whether or not anyone thinks it's going to run it, the BBC will just recommission this. Like, oh, just God, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big figures, it's coming back. Yeah, I mean, keep it going, keep it going. See, I've mentioned this before, so this is not my lie, but Series 3 was was already recommissioned before the series had even aired. Uh-huh. So that's how confident they are about it. Isn't it mad, though, that in Australia, it just it kind of flopped, didn't it? Yeah, it's, mm. it looks like it's done, it's cancelled, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, and I love those Australian seasons. So I, Yeah, I only saw the first one, but I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And US is popping off, right? It's doing really well for Peacock or whatever. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jazz and Ross have this moment where they are chatting alone, and Jazz is saying, well, how the hell can I trust you now? Because you were trying to get everyone to pile on me. And Ross is kind of trying to apologise. I think Ross realises he's probably screwed in the game now. Harry and Andrew have a secret little moment in the corridor. And they... By the way, thank God they subtitled this moment because what Mm. the actual fuck is Andrew saying? And this is not me being Mm anti-Welsh. It's it's anti-mumble. Like, he speaks so fast and so (laughs) unclearly. And I don't know how Harry understands him. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they subtitle this moment. Basically, Andrew's paranoid that Jazz is going to come for him, and Harry tries to reassure him, and he utters the dreaded trust me phrase, which <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't believe anyone who ever said that to me in this game. <laughs> so Harry then is already in another room, at, like work in the room to turn them on either Ross or Jazz. Then it's midnight. Uh, Claudia talks to us and she tells us that the traitors have the choice to seduce a new recruit again already. Do you think that's like a RuPaul um, let's film all my video bits, uh, all my she done already done had hers is in one go. Is that just her, right? What's the next one? What am I saying for the next one? Like after it's all filmed, she just stands in front of the castle and says all that stuff. That's yeah, the sense I've, won- yeah. I've wondered this and it would make most sense yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of production to, yeah, yeah 
I don't know why you would keep her around every night to do it. So just yeah, do a little link, a ten second link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they probably film it all in one go. I would guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Traitor's Tower, then for the end of the episode, it if to me it felt very awkward because now it's just Harry and Andrew. Mm-hmm. Harry says he had to go for Paul, and Andrew looks like he's just totally not convinced, and he's like he doesn't say very much. He just goes and like fair play. Harry explains well he knew that Paul wasn't trustworthy. And he's trying to convince Andrew, look, I've got your back. Um, I, now I can defend you if anyone comes for you because everybody thinks I'm a hero. Mm. And then a hero comes along and Andrew <laughs> looks less than convinced by all of this. Uh, they they decide that tonight they shouldn't recruit again. They, they're just going to murder, which I agree is the best thing to do. Mm. I, I mean, at some point, they're going to have to recruit again or get one of them get rid of the other. Because because they they can't they not go they can't both make it all the way to the end with the the faithful know that there must be at least one traitor left so they're mm-hmm. gonna keep trying to find someone till the better end. Yeah, do you think do you think finding two traitors like in a row has the like the production side going? Oh God, what what do we do here? Like if this you know continues or because i i do wonder about those kinds of things like what do they well i guess they would be forced to recruit or whatever if, if they were in danger of depleting to that extent i don't think production care there's there's different ways that they could end the game so i don't okay. think this would bother them i think it it's the traitors who need to be worried about this now mm. but in terms of the actual gameplay yeah they'll they'll either recruit next week or the week after or they'll mm. they'll do what they did in series one and they'll force a traitor to recruit somebody yeah 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 i loved um when harry said zach's too silly to be a traitor like that's such a drag <laughs> it's just like silly is such a dismissive word a dismissing word anyway i enjoyed that and were you upset because you love zach no but i like how silly he is that's he's cute like he's so cute and silly yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't use the word silly to describe him, but I'm not going to like <laughs> read on your man. Mm-hmm. So uh, the talk, it's weird. They have this this discussion about who they're not going to murder. They we, they don't usually show us this. Ja- right, they yeah. talk about jazz, and they're like, "Well, he's got no persuade. Like nobody trusts him now. He has no persuasion, so he's not he's not really a threat to us." Mm-hmm. They talk about Charlotte. They say they say that apparently she's very loud and strong, and that no one challenges her. I, I didn't see her that way, but they I, I don't they know her better than we do. She mm. they think that it might look they think she might look suspicious now, which is a good thing for them. Mm. They talk about Ross, and they're like, "Well, he's condemned himself. He's probably going to get banished, so we don't really need to do much about that." So for the murder. They are looking at either Charlie or Zach. They say that Charlie isn't really a threat, but she's never going to get murdered. Everyone really likes her and probably thinks she's a faithful, so the only way to get her out of the game is to murder her. Mm-hmm. And Zach, they everybody thinks... They, they say everyone thinks he's a faithful at the minute, I guess because he just got out Paul. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, across the series, Zach's come under fire an awful lot, so I mm. still think people don't completely trust him harry then finishes the episode full of confidence he says in his interview if andrew comes for me i'll just put him six feet under i've done Mm. it three times before and it's a wrap on episode eight
So, Kevin, who are your, what's your prediction? Who do you think is going to be murdered after tonight? Yeah, so I actually, I started recording this, like, um, forgetting that my beloved Zach was in danger. Um, and you've just reminded me of that. So I would say, yeah, I'd say probably Zach. I'd say Zach's probably gone, I would say. Okay. Hmm. I, I think you missed another Mariah reference there, by the way. What was it? I asked who your predictions were for murder after tonight. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a sneaky one. That's a sneaky one. There's a good one, though. I predict the opposite. I think it's Charlie who's okay. going to be murdered. Good. And here's why. I think this is why the... I'm, I'm trying to read the edit and the, the narrative that they're building. I think this is why they made such a big deal in the mission of Charlie being gutted that she didn't get the shield and that Molly did. I, I think it's oh, to then... Okay lead up to yeah yeah like well here's the result of that she didn't mm. get that shield and now she's gone okay um, she can go bye that's that's my guess yeah okay uh my other question is about harry do you think harry is is on the affair is he in danger of becoming too confident uh, yeah i mean so i as somebody who you know doesn't read the uh, intricacies of the show very well and therefore a great person to have on a podcast about the show <laughs> I, I i finished the episode going he is home and dry he's going to be standing around the fire thingy at the end everyone's going to think he's a faithful he's going to have this amazing tv moment of saying he's a traitor and it's going to be incredible everyone mighty hoopla lose their mind great and then <laughs> but then i saw online and i looked and people were like he was actually given the Paul Paul's like blow by blow of exactly what he did. And it was too specific and it was too correct. And so I'm going to say, because I really want that satisfying ending, that specific scenario, I'm going to say he's okay. But yeah, what you've said and what other people have said online, it does give me pause and uh, makes me concerned for uh, what might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like, I think it would be the most satisfying ending to the show for him to win as a soul a solo trader. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried about him, but I'm sticking to what I've said for, for most of the series now that I also predict Harry is going to win. Okay, good. He's the winner. Brilliant. I'm now going to talk a little bit about uh, something that I feel I have to talk about and I don't want to talk about really. It's my uncloaked, unwrapped segment. <laughs> this is where I, for 60 seconds, I maybe I could do this in 30 seconds. No, I'll do 60 seconds. I will talk about what happened in the most recent episode of the official Traitors podcast, Uncloaked. Here we go. The guests are Nish Kumar and Clara Ampho and season one legend Wilf. Nish openly says he doesn't want to meet Paul and thinks he is an actual killer. Ed makes everyone say they're faithful and then reads the traitors on the show for how they performed. They recap Paul's reveal on the show and I've now seen this clip about 5,000 times on social media. I think this is the BAFTA real clip. Nish suggests Paul doesn't even have a son and actually is a serial killer. They discuss Paul's downfall and generally all feel sorry for the new recruit Andrew. Ed says it's unfathomable, which is a bit OTT. Paul arrives in a stolen sweater from Claudia, Paul basically comes to the conclusion that he's gone because he was too good and Harry was threatened by him, of course he would say this then he literally admits he was reading American Psycho in the castle in preparation for the role he also describes Aubrey as delicious which kind of scares me, Ed delivers an actual funny line by telling Paul his 10p win on Deal or No Deal was more than he won on the Traitors, there's no traitor reveal on this episode which is of course the best part of Uncloaked because of course no one was murdered and therefore no one to find anything out 
And that's, yeah. that's, that's all I've got. That was the oh. yeah. That was the first Uncloaked I've ever watched, and yeah. So I had seen clips of it, obviously, um, of the reveal, and uh, obviously hadn't thought that there wouldn't be one this time. So I guess yeah. So this was like usually that's like the best bit of it, right? And then there was none in this. I thought I found it like I found it weird to be watching a podcast. Is it an actual podcast that you can download as well? You can watch the TV version and uh-huh. you can listen to it, and in the audio version there is an extra fifteen minutes of chat. And okay. I'm going to be totally honest. I CBA listened to the extra fifteen minutes. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I think I I don't know. I look I I, I like that it's beating Love Island in the ratings. I think that's cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know that I'll be watching it every night and stuff, but like it was interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I get I, like you said it, the little reveals of people finding out the truth is the most fun part, and I mm-hmm. think if you see that online, that's probably all you really need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you love a contestant and you want to see them be interviewed and like Diane or something. Well, like just, you know, hearing hearing some people who think very highly of their own opinions talking inanely about an episode of The Traders for however long. Who wants that? Like me? Is that a read? (laughs) No, no, no. no. It was was a read of us both, but yeah. No, 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 no. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll check out one or two episodes, I guess. Oh, yeah. Look out for the clips on uh, Twitter more so. Or just listen to my like sixty second recaps. Well, That's really all you need. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we have a few things left before we finish today. Firstly, I mentioned this at the start, Kevin, that you have uh, a brilliant podcast. Maybe you could tell us a wee bit more about it. Yeah, so my podcast is called Things Gay People Like, and it is about things gay people like. And so basically, um, every episode, I get somebody on to talk about something that they like and that's it and it's a pop culture thing like a tv show film music whatever and uh it's it's just i had the idea in lockdown and i because i didn't have a way of like speaking to my friends really like we have a, a chat or whatever but i wanted to speak to them kind of more in depth about you know stuff and so i get them on we talk about something that they enjoy like and, and we do a little bit of a news section we do a little bit of a, a a few other bits recommend some songs and so yeah so like it's been going oh god three and a bit years so, like i've got like 55 episodes um, and that sounds impressive until you think, well, it's been three and a half years. So I really enjoy making it. I really like it. I'm really lazy. So that's that's what's going on in my <laughs> with me and the podcast. But if anybody wants to have a look, yeah, it's, it's called Things Gay People Like. And there's some reality stuff there. There's some music stuff. There's a few, there's several Mariah Carey episodes. And uh, yeah, look, it's, it's, a, it's as you know, I'm sure it's like a labor of love. Um, it can be stressful. It can be a lot of work, but it's worth it because uh, you know we're creating things and putting them out into the universe, and that's a good thing. And 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 I like congratulations to you on your first of all your anniversary and also on the success <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, that was an uh, accidental Mariah reference, and, but, but, but genuinely, genuinely, like it's obviously going so well. And and it must be, and I know from my own perspective how heartening and lovely it is to build up a little listenership and have these people who care about the thing that you've done um and that's just like a lovely a lovely feeling so um i guess we both are experiencing that and like you know uh, happy for you for you and, and the success of the trader for sure yeah oh thank you very much and you that's that's just how i found kevin because through his podcast which is truly one of my favorites i'm not just saying that because kevin's yeah uh, I, I love it and i'm so excited when there's a new episode uh so thank top, you top recommendation and it is very 
nice when people send a wee message or a DM like, oh, it hey, really just, just found your podcast. I, like, I really enjoy it. It's, it's so lovely. So genuinely I'm- makes my day whenever it happens. And they, to, to the person, it might seem like a small thing. And I'm just like, it it kind of it kind of bowls me over every time, and um and you've been so so lovely and so it, like engaged with all the stuff on Instagram and and it's, it's, I just think it's it's great that we have kind of connected in this way to uh, two, two lambs two L for Ls and and then we're <laughs> going to meet next weekend yeah unless you avoid me all weekend but I'll be looking for you I'll be changing my number <laughs> so uh we before we sort of sign off and wrap everything up we we've got something very important still to do oh yeah because we've been playing a game. We have been playing the Tradar Traitor. Ooh. Ah. Throughout this episode, our, our secret, not so secret mission, as I say, was to sneak in a lie to one another and deceive the other person. Mm-hmm. Kevin, have you told me a lie today? Yeah. <laughs> Did you think I hadn't? No, I just always ask everyone. Did oh, you okay, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although you did say at the start, you were like not, not. You didn't think you were a good liar. No, I okay. had a couple of lies in mind that I didn't get a chance to say. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Uh, I, I've also lied to you. Yeah, I know. I know what you lied about. Oh no. <laughs> Maybe I don't, but I'm confident. Okay. Oh. Oh so, man. Now I'm doubting myself. I. I'm gonna. I'll guess yours first. Go on, and then you can guess mine. Okay. I have three options. <laughs> okay. Um, and one of them I can't read my own handwriting. Oh, right. No, I do know what it says. So I'll I'll tell you what the three are. You don't need to say anything, okay. and then I'll tell you the one that I'm gonna go for. Okay. You said that in the mission, Harry hit every single glass pane that he went for, and I wondered if that wasn't true, and that actually sometimes he missed. You said that you watched. Big Brother, US, and Canada, and I wondered if that wasn't true. My third guess is that when we had a little break, you, which obviously I've edited out now, you maybe <laughs> weren't really off to the loo, and you just said that to me. And I'm, I'm only guessing that because when I before when I've recorded and I've said like, oh, I need to go pee, mm-hmm. people have been like, oh my god, was that your lie that you went? <laughs> and it never is. But I'm like, maybe Kevin has done that on me. I'm gonna. Go for the middle one, and that I guess you. And I know you did an episode of your podcast about Big Brother, so you probably mentioned this in it. But was your lie that you don't watch Big Brother US and Canada? That would have been a really good one, but no, that was legit. Oh. Uh, so what happened was, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, lie in like what I thought would be like a, an unaired portion of the, uh, the podcast because I would hope you wouldn't put me saying I'm going for a wee in the podcast. <laughs> but, and then what was the first one again? Because that was wrong too. Oh, it was about Harry not hitting the target. Oh, yeah, maybe I did just get that wrong, to be honest. So that was like an innocent one. Um, So what happened was I panicked because I had got to the end of the thing. Do I tell you now? Yeah. Yeah, I'd got to the end and I hadn't done my lie. I hadn't done a lie yet. So when I was talking to the podcast, I said there's been like 55 episodes and I just recently (laughs) hit number 40, the Mariah part four. So if you were that much of a fan, you'd know. (laughs) How many episodes have you had? Uh, like 40, like 40 ones plus a few specials, about 45, yeah. I, so, like, it's not a great lie. I just I just panicked, yeah. Actually, because I was looking, for some reason, I was on your podcast earlier. Mm. I think I was trying five to look, stars? Uh, obviously. And <laughs> I was looking for something, I don't know, like, I think I was looking for your surname or something. And, oh, I, was, yeah. and I noticed how many episodes, there were, but then I didn't retain that information, mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Uh, so actually, when you said you're not a good liar at the start, maybe you would be an amazing traitor. Maybe I would. Maybe you've I absolutely would. fooled me. <laughs> Do you have any idea what I lied to you about? Yeah, I don't think you're going to be wearing a cloak in a mighty hoopla for the finale. <laughs> if you I'm, are, I love that you're doing that. But I'm, I'm just gonna, like, he's not doing that. I'll cut out some seconds of dead time for the podcast, <laughs> but Kevin just you it. <laughs> oh god <laughs> and here's the cloak <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I will be wearing this I mean there's, <laughs> there's I, I mean apart from the fact that it's traitors I'm, I'm sort of doubling up because uh, you, we have to wear costumes on a Saturday like, mm. that are musical themed yeah we do so I, I had this cloak anyway and I thought well I could this could just be part of a musical costume so okay. I I, don't, I think I've already told you what it is. It's green. This is a green cloak. So I just bought some loads of green stuff and I'm going to be an Emerald City citizen Resident, from Wicked. One short day. One short day in the mighty hoopla. I love it. I love it. I'm going to be uh, Stephanie Zanoni from Greece too. <laughs> keep an eye out for, for Stephanie. Uh, so obviously I flopped in with my <laughs> guess. That was your glitter era. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mariah, if you're listening. <laughs> I my lie was uh-huh. I was very sneaky, very sneaky, as Diane would say. I did not watch last night's episode after midnight, and I was up at one a.m. Uh-huh. I watched it before that, so I should have. I should have. I should have known you wouldn't uh, leave it that long. Okay. I mean, that's utterly not that uncommon, but. Okay. Um, I, I watched it. I was you done. got me. Was you got me. Reference. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> well, I need you. Um, so just to donate that. I mean, there was no context to that. It just felt like I had to say a, li- a little charmy reference. Uh, <laughs> before we really do finish, then uh, a few last things. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's a mini competition on the BBC website for the, you can make your traitors predictions, and oh, yeah. there's a sort of trader mini comp that you can join. I just uh, I'm going to update people on the running order. So right now, Kevin, not the, I mean, unless this is you, Kevin. Kevin McStrav is in first place. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm down to second. Well, I was already in second place, but now the lead is is a lot different. Uh, Rachel's in third, and then we've got about. Uh, 37 people all all joined in and playing. I think some people have joined but never played because they have zero points. So either they're terrible at this or they just haven't made any predictions. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I want to do another wee thank you to a couple of people who've donated on the coffee page. So that's ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley if you're enjoying the podcast and you feel like you want to help me pay for the various things I need to pay for to keep it going. So an anonymous supporter, so I don't know their name, but they sent in a little donation that was really nice. And then somebody called called Jill. Jill sent in some money uh, just uh, today, I think, maybe this morning. So that was uh, absolutely lovely. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Traitors US, the episode four recap will be with you within 40 hours of this. I'll be with David Bloomberg again and actually a third guest. We're going to have someone else uh, on the podcast with us, actually a returning guest co-host to the Trader. So I'm really excited to speak to that person again. As always, it would be great if you left any reviews or you just subscribed on whatever platform you're using. 
Again, I use one called CastBox and you can leave comments on podcasts there. So if anyone wanted to put in a wee comment on CastBox, that would be really cool. And you can just send questions or thoughts about the episode. Sometimes people send their questions for David and I to discuss and we always like getting those and having a chat about them. You can keep up on social media, on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube at the Tradar Podcast or on X at the Tradar Pod. And you can email me at the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have had a nice time today talking about the traders. It's been so, so fun. Um, and as a parting remark, is this my is this my last bit? This is your last moment to shine. As a parting remark. I want to say that no matter what happens in this series of the traders, I hope they all remain friends and that at least one of them falls asleep on Jasmine's sofa. <laughs> Not many people are going to know what the fuck that was, but you enjoyed it and I'm glad. That is the perfect <laughs> crossover. That, uh, well done. Cheers, Cheers to us, to you. Yes. And everyone, please subscribe to Things Gay People Like Podcast because there will be, uh, you don't have to be gay, there will be at least 10 episodes on people or films or TV shows that you love and you'll want to listen to. So that's... Uh, yeah, I uh, thank you. you. And Matthew's coming on in the future as well. So yeah, feel free yeah. to follow. And you can follow us at Gay People Pod. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, gay yeah, yeah, Pod On Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Until next time, keep us on your radar.